Hey everyone, I'm Gracie and welcome back to the Graceful Military Child podcast. The world should know how unique military children are. We may look like normal children on the outside, but we go through some pretty extraordinary circumstances that shape us to the leaders we are today. I am super excited to continue on with our No Greater Sacrifice series, sharing the stories of military children whose loved ones were critically wounded or fallen in action. I hope you find inspiration from these scholars that just because a traumatic situation may happen, you are still able to achieve your hopes and dreams. Hi, Sine. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Happy to be here. (laughs) Awesome. Yes, I'm happy to have you on. So tell me a little bit about your experience as a military child and, you know, your mom who served and what that means to you. Uh, Yeah. So I definitely grew up as a military brat, whatever you want to call it. Um, my Both of my parents were in the military. My dad was in the Marines and my mother was in the Army. Uh, so that was definitely an interesting dynamic, you know, having both sides in the house. Um, right. A little friendly competition. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I had a really, I had a good childhood. Um, my parents were always very supportive of me. Um, and I just always grew up really appreciating my, you know, the sacrifices my parents had made for me. And especially my mother with her being wounded and everything. But um, yeah, they really just inspired me in my everyday life so yeah that's awesome um tell me a little bit about your mom and her injury and what walking through that was kind of like for you yeah so um my mom went to Iraq she was deployed in Iraq uh she was in a Humvee uh and an RPG hit directly under her seat and ejected her from the vehicle. And so she was just, you know, laying on the ground and like her limbs were twisted and uh, and she had just scars and burns all over her body. Um, and eventually she got, tra- uh, she was transported through the helicopters to Germany uh, at Longstuhl. I'm not, my German's not great, but Germany is <laughs> something like yeah. that. But, um, yeah, my mom ended up being in a coma. Um, I can't remember exactly how long, but it was so, it was long enough to where she started receiving mail. Like I remember that being something so crazy. She would always tell me. Um, but yeah. And then she ended up with the colostomy bag, um, on her stomach. Um, and she basically had to learn to walk again, and she suffered from uh, PTSD, uh, something very common among the you know service members. Right. But, um, but she, you know, she's also a woman of faith, so she really um, was able to really bounce back from it, and she ended up doing motivational talks and stuff like that. You know, she just felt very very confident about herself and her story and how she was a warrior. And um, that's really the, it's just really inspiring. So, oh yeah, yeah. She received a purple heart uh, that she, yeah, she was awarded the purple heart. So. Right. That's so inspiring that she's taken, you know, this situation that could have made her life harder and I'm sure still did 
but she's made it to where she can inspire other people and share her stories and, you know, share her faith through that whole journey as well. Yeah, no, I I think it's definitely um, interesting to see the people who are willing to speak about their experiences versus those who aren't like, you know, it's really understandable those who don't, right? You know, it's just things are so traumatizing that you don't feel comfortable talking to other people about it. But, um, you know, it's also important at the same time to really continue to always hear those stories and for people to feel comfortable with you know, coming forth and uh, using it as a way to kind of uh, understand what they went through better themselves while also, you know, inspiring others and letting others know, so. Yeah, I agree with that. How old were you at the time? Do you remember kind of most of what happened? Actually, I did. I was very young. I I was like three years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, And so when my mom was deployed, my dad was really taking care of me. Um, So that was, you know, that was like an interesting uh, period of time, you know, kind of changing up the family dynamic. Uh, But yeah, no, I was pretty young. So (laughs) (laughs) you don't really remember much when you're like, you know, a toddler still more or less. What was it like then having your dad, you know, your mom being there all the time and then having your dad all of a sudden step more into taking care of you? The weird thing about it is like in my memory, it's not like it felt like I was lacking in something. Like my dad worked really hard to, you know, take me out to the playgrounds on the base and like, you know, just continue doing like activities with me. So he even did my hair it used to be a mess but he did my hair (laughs) when my mom (laughs) couldn't do it like it was just you know my my dad really stepped up to the plate so I never remember like feeling like I was lacking something when I was younger when my mother left I knew there was like maybe a difference but you know I didn't feel like I was losing any love or anything so and my mom you know she I knew she would be back and stuff like that like I just really uh was still really good foundation for me so yeah that's always important to have that you know as well when a parent deploys especially in even a different situation when both parents are in the service um what was that like having both of your parents serving at like you know more or less the same time yeah no it was um it was a little bit off so my dad was um he was honorably discharged because he had like an injury during training and then my mom went in after Uh, okay so that's how that worked out but yeah no I think it's interesting because uh it created like a very diverse friend group like you know both of my parents had people that they were really close with in the military so it just kind of came together and I had this interesting childhood of all these diverse you know people in the house with so many different personalities and backgrounds you know so it was a lot of fun yeah I'm sure because then you have like the marine you know friend group and then the army friend group and it's always like you know more or less a friendly war when you put two branches up against each other so oh for sure Did you get to move a lot growing up? Yeah, no, I moved a lot. Um, 
I know I've heard stories where people have moved way more than I have and it blows my mind it's like you know there's those military kids who like went international and everything like right I I was within the states um and I lived in and then one point we moved to Colorado and I was we lived in Colorado for a couple of years and then moved to like North Carolina Texas back to North Carolina and then eventually I go to college and it's South Carolina you know I go to because I go to Clemson so we moved to South Carolina but um yeah no I moved quite a bit it was interesting living in Texas that was probably the most interesting because it was so flat I just remember how flat everything was and that's about it yeah Uh, but yeah no we moved we moved quite a bit so Yeah, Texas is definitely, I lived there. I will say it's one of my favorite places that I've lived, but it is interesting because it's so flat. There's nothing. I will say Florida is flatter than Texas is. And so that was, it's weird living somewhere with no mountains and no hills and all of that. Yeah, no, for sure. I always smelled like the smell of like, I always smelled diesel fuel in the air that was also something I remember for some reason and I'm pretty sure there was like a cow farm not too far from where we were living so I smelled that too but um (laughs) yeah it was interesting yeah I'm sure um out of all those places do you have a place that you call home um I I I really grew up I think in North Carolina Um, so I was really surrounded by like the Southern culture and really taking it in there since I spent the most time there. Um, and, but I, living in Colorado, I always have this internal like appreciation for the West, you know? So, um, Texas is here or there, <laughs> but like I, I, Colorado in particular, you know, since it's like literally across the map, you know, I have a certain feeling about it. It's like, yeah, like, you know, the West is a cool place, you know, but I definitely claim being like a Southerner. So, yeah, there's just something about living in Southern states that it's that Southern hospitality. It's, you know, I feel people are just nicer. Yeah, no, definitely family energy all around, so. (laughs) Yes, for sure. So moving and, you know, exploring all of these places, what is it like, you know, making new friends and transferring schools and all of that? Yeah, I think something that's helped me out in even my professional journey is, being a person who's adaptable you really have to adapt to the new climate the new people the new culture the new everything right so I didn't take it as a challenge um I well there I just recognize it as just being different and then just adjusting to it you know it wasn't something that was necessarily difficult for me um and I'm happy that it turned out that way because I know moving can be a really, you know, tough experience for a lot of kids. But um, 
I it didn't really bother me too much. I'm an introvert. I'm also an only child. So it's like moving to a different place. It didn't necessarily uh, trigger many things. So I just took it as an opportunity to just get to know new people. So yeah, and it's definitely fun getting to know new people because then, you know, especially as a military child, you know, people more or less all over the world and you can go visit and, you know, you just have that connection inside the military community. That's a huge family all over the world. Yeah, no, I definitely like, I remember whenever my parents would go to like military events or something and, and, you know, you would meet the kids there. Like, you know, it was also just like a diverse group of people, so many different types of people that you would interact with. So, you know, once when you're moving to like a different school, you kind of take on that same energy of just getting to know, you know, a bunch of different people. So I noticed that, like, I think a lot of military kids are very well-rounded. <laughs> yeah, I would agree because, you know, you meet all of these different people around you, you explore all these different cultures, and it more or less forces you to be well-rounded and to accept everything around you. Yeah, no, it's definitely like a, it's a culture within itself. <laughs> yeah, it is. You have, you could be living in Germany and experience the German culture, but staying on base and within, you know, military uh, areas, it's so different than, you know, going on to like German and, you know, speaking German, you know, that those kind of things. Yeah, no, for sure. I, it's also, yeah, that's interesting that you mentioned how like being on the base is completely different from being like in the general community you know it's like yeah you know especially since bases are still kind of Americanized <laughs> you yes. know we're all across the world so it's just like you know you could be in Korea but going on the base and it's still you know your hometown in America somewhere you know right. you can get certain resources <laughs> Yeah, I haven't been able to go outside of the country and go to a base over there. But listening to, you know, other people say it's still the same. It's the same military community. I think that speaks a lot for our military to more or less create a home or a space where it's not too different wherever you go. Yeah, I mean, that's what I really appreciate about the military community in general is just like this idea of having a home, you know, and because there's comfort that and people can really lose themselves if they feel like they can't establish that sense of home somewhere, uh, especially in a new, a completely new place, let alone like a new country, you know, so. Yeah, and, you know, the hardest question to ask anyone who's been involved, you know, inside the military is where is home? And typically, you know, it's home is where the military sends me. Home is where, you know, your family is. It's not this place of there's one specific home that, you know, most people grow up in the same home. And the first time they move out is when they go to college or they're an adult, you know, and so you have that sense of home wherever you are. Yeah, no, I, I noticed that um, 
that's really interesting because I noticed that even when I was uh, applying to colleges, I didn't feel particularly drawn to just one place of like going to school in one place. Obviously, you know, in-state tuition is a thing, which, you know, shout out to NGS, but like, (laughs) um, yeah, yeah, no, you just kind of, um, I I never felt like I had to go to one state to go to school because it's like I grew up there. I, you know, saw the football team and then I wanted to go like, you know, I meet so many people at Clemson who were like born and raised in Clemson, saw the team their whole life and like ended up going to the college. And it's like, wow, like you're like you're you're here like this is your home. And, you know, so it's like, you know, I I'm kind of grateful for the opportunity to be able to have like a wider outlook on things but you know it's also you know I think there's also benefits to people who are really drawn to where they are yeah and you know some people it's the fact that they've been there for so long that it's hard to leave where you know we're used to leaving we're used to moving and exploring new places that it's so much easier to just say Hey, I can go wherever I want. Like where where's the best fit for me? Right. No, it definitely plays into like your everyday personality and outlook towards things. It's just kind of like a, you know, adapting, you know, it's like going out to try a new thing. You know, I think a lot of military kids are a little bit more daring in that aspect. So yeah, for sure. Are there any I guess, things that you've experienced as a military child that you wish you would have had more of a civilian experience? Hmm. I guess, you know, the thing about being a military child is like, you know, when I was going to school, I didn't really know other military kids. You know, people would talk about like people further back in their family going into the military and stuff, which can still have an effect on the family. But um, I guess in my household, it was like super close to me and like super direct. It was both of my parents. So it's like, I couldn't really like relate to other people in terms of, you know, talking about that. It's like, I just felt like I always had a very unique experience, you know, um, when everyone else kind of had a, you know, regular household. I mean, every family has their, you know, issues and things to work through and stuff like that. But I definitely feel like in terms of that um, interesting military family dynamic I couldn't really relate to other students in terms of that so that's definitely something I think was um a little bit challenging yeah did you go to schools on base or like public or mix yeah so I ended up um no I, I never went to school on base um I ended up going to like a Catholic private school in like elementary (laughs) for like elementary years. And then, um, yeah, but I never went to school on base. I know that that's like an experience within itself, but I can't, I don't don't necessarily understand that, but. Yeah. I I think it's weird living um, since I've went to public school and I've went to school on base. I think it's weird uh, transitioning in and out of it because 
you know, people are leaving and people are coming, you know, mostly every month, the same class you start with, you do not end with the same group of people. Wow. So it's definitely weird, you know, through that transition and you don't have the same group of friends because someone's always moving. No, that's, that's interesting. I guess like, do you, it was something where you just kind of had to adapt to like a new class, and right. new, new people in and out. It's like, you know, hopefully we can stay in touch type thing. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and especially, you know, it's now going to be like 10 years since I left my more or less homeschool where I was at for four, four years. And it's like 10 years since I've left that place now. And technology was not as advanced as it is now to where I don't even have contact really with any of those people. And then even in Texas, when I was living on base and going to school on base, people were always leaving and coming. So that was hard to keep contact. And then you know, with the advances of social media and technology in general, it's so much easier to stay in touch with people. Yeah, no. Wow. Yeah, I think uh, technology has changed a lot of things, even the fact that like families can call, you know, over FaceTime and things like that, creating like, you know, such a more intimate space. It's like the fact that, you know, people would have to break up the families and it's like not having any technological connection it's like I can't imagine you know I can't imagine that you know going through that yeah when my dad deployed um you know when I was old enough to remember that's when like Skype was just first coming out so we didn't even you know we didn't know what it was how to use it um like we communicated by email and you know, email is still around. It's still being used, but you know, you don't think of that first off. You think of texting or, you know, FaceTime, you, you know. Yeah, no, it's so like, I, I see, you know, you see those videos online where like service members are seeing uh, their wives go into labor, like through FaceTime, you know, yeah. and it's like, it's interesting to see like how far we've come. It's like, whoa, like this is a, like you can be there for that moment. Like, you know, that's really, that's really special. And I think that's a very positive thing that has happened. Yeah, I agree. Like technology has made living the military life so much easier with deployments and, you know, trainings and all of that. It's so much easier to stay in contact and stay in touch now with technology. Yeah. No, I'm curious to see how that affects um, milit- like the future generations of like military kids. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully we don't have any more wars, you know, but like you know, yes. the future of military kids, how technology kind of like affects them being able to still be like connected through virtual means. Like I'm curious how that would play out. But That's a good, that's actually a good point because some people you know, even now it might positive, it might, you know, it might be positive being able to stay in touch, but some people it might even be negative because it's like, you know, you're over there. Why aren't you here? You know, that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I, yeah, I guess I could 
see like people like kids developing like a sort of resentment of like oh, yeah. like you know we can like face time just isn't enough it's like the, you're not right. here so I can you know it, maybe the issues would just kind of transform into something else it's like you know even though it's technology yeah that's super interesting to just keep watching that and seeing even how technology grows and how it impacts the military community as it is yeah for sure they'll be on I don't know, like those uh, futuristic, like, um, what do you call them? Like, I don't know, like VR, like VR yeah. times things. Like you're like <laughs> immersed. Or they turn it into like a VR Zoom or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows what technology will, you know, transform into. So tell me a little bit about why you chose Clemson and what your goals are in that aspect yeah so um like I said like I was really just kind of I wasn't really too focused on one place um to go to school I did feel like I had a bit of a bias still though to go to school down south so I was still strongly looking at that area um and you know I looked at Clemson's program because I was looking at schools in both North and South Carolina and you know I play viola so I wanted to also go to a place that has like a little orchestra program to where I can still you know still play and like take take classes um and I don't know yeah Clemson just really had like really awesome energy when I visited like that's just a very it's a big campus but like a very homey place um and it was just the right amount of like the strip of downtown in the city to not get too distracted because I, I didn't <laughs> want to go to a school that was like completely in the city like you know yeah so it was just like a good little balance of having like southern that southern quiet home but also having you know a little bit of, a little bit of fun in there so yeah no I love Clemson um and I'm a poli-sci student so um having military parents has definitely um, impacted how I look at things like politically as well Um, I just you know want to just take that further um, since I'm currently interning on the hill um, it's been an experience listening to other veteran stories while up in DC um, and how I can kind of sort of relate to that and understand you know where there needs to be changes in certain things on like a legislative level. So. Yeah. And it's nice to have that, you know, military background to be able to not only help the community, but helping that military community along the way. And you have that inside look of, you know, this needs to be changed for the future generations and, you know, things like that. Yeah, no, really, because I think that a lot of veterans who are, you know, struggling with a lot of things, they, you know, they see Congress and all that going on, and they just view it as something like they can't trust, they don't understand, and, you know, that's that's the problem, and there's just kind of like this disconnect, but I want to create a bridge for that, you know, it's like, hey, hey like, you know, I'm in D.C., and you know, I have 
parents at home down in South Carolina who, you know, have those certain struggles too with like the VA system. I've experienced this within my own family. So it's like, you know, how can we make these things better? Yeah. And I think that's, you know, it's so important, especially bringing up the VA, the struggles, not only that you face inside the military, but after you get out and you you're in the VA system and those sort of struggles that you face there, it's a whole new world and a whole new atmosphere. Yeah, no, it's like, it's as a society, we have to really focus on developing new tools and new ways of home and like how to deal with that and how to help them and how to you know, create an open dialogue for that, really. Um, You know, there's just too many veterans and service members committing suicide. And it's just like, you know, why is that? Like, it's a problem. So it's like, how do we, how do we have that conversation comfortably? Because it's like, some people don't even want to bring it up because it makes them uncomfortable. And it's like, you know, who do I talk to about this? And if like the, the lines on the phone are taking too long, it's just like, you know, how can we make this like a more efficient system? So I think that's something I really want to devote a lot of my time trying to figure out. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And that's, you know, those are such meaningful topics to, I mean, not only the military community, but outside the military community. And, you know, it's something that, you know, we can do more efficiently. And it's important to address those topics and find the problem and, you know, find a solution. Yeah, most definitely. And um, I think it also depends on how it also affects like even like the social standing of, you know, your family. So say, you know, you come back home, but you know, you're in a place with like no bandwidth and you can't like get online to like view resources that can help you out and everything. It's just like, there's so many different, you know, angles to it and that, you know, can still be really looked into and expanded upon. So. Yeah. You're going to make a difference like some way or another for sure. That's the plan. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me a little bit of how you got involved with NGS or No Greater Sacrifice and, you know, what that means to you and, you know, going to Clemson and, you know, now interning on the Hill and how all of that plays a role in your life. Yeah, um, honestly, it's like you do your research on scholarships. Schools always tell you, you know, look, research, look for scholarships out there that, you know, fit you and stuff like that. And like, um NGS, like they do it, they like they really become like a a net for you, like a safety net for you. Like they're just, it's they're just consistently there, and you know, they don't, they're just there. Like it's not like you have, they don't bombard you with a bunch of emails about a bunch of things. It's just like, it's just like this simple thing up front, like hey, we're here for you, and that's it. And it's like you, you know, they help they help you from that point on. And it's like, whatever you need, it's like, they can cover it. It's like, they do, they work really hard to really support uh, military families. And, um, and they have greatly supported my family. And, you know, being able to go to school debt-free, it's a, 
something that you know isn't the majority you know and it's yeah it's really great that my uh my mother can really be uh our family can really be impacted by the sacrifices my mother has made through NGS so it's like NGS really values that and it's like hey like we see how this affected your mother and how this affected your family and it's like we're gonna help we're gonna help like we're just here to support and be there for y'all and I think um, it's a very special program yeah and like you said there is there is safety net to catch you and you know at the beginning you if you say hey I don't want any involvement I just want you to mail me a check you know or pay for my college however that may be and be done with it like that's fine but for people who want to be involved and want to help and want to continue to you know grow in things like internships or studying abroad or you know whatever that may be you know NGS is there for you and there to help support you every step of the way whether that be big or small yeah no they've helped me a lot even with my internship and it's it's just you know crazy how it's like yeah like this doesn't stop just you know for your school tuition it's like those opportunities as well it's like you know it's like they're kind of cheering you on it's like wow like you got that opportunity like support you like we're here for you like you know yeah and you know your mother and even your dad you know paid so many sacrifices and have given up so much that um NGS coming in to you know just cover something that in the long run seems so small, but makes a huge difference in your life and your family's life as well. Yeah, no, I'm so appreciative. Um, it's, you can't really, I can't really repay them, you know, and I just, they really inspire me to just kind of do what I can for other veteran families. And, you know, I just want to take the fact that they gave me an opportunity to build upon my um the fact that they invested in my opportunities it's like it makes me inspired to go out and change families myself and really have an, a positive effect on people so yeah what they do is so important and you know what they continue to do and helping others and being there supporting just military families who have had injuries and have had these traumatic experiences and you know the kids sacrifices get overlooked sometimes and what we've given up because you know our parents were just willing to do their job right I also appreciate that too the focus on you know like hey we're here for your entire family but like you know we want your kids to go far as well you know that's you know, it makes you feel like you're being looked at and appreciate appreciated. Um, and yeah, like things come with being a military kid. Um, and you have to make your own, you know, s- small sacrifices in a way. It's just, you know, it's what comes with it. And, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, I'm, I'm really amazed and blessed to have 
the parents that I have, honestly. And but it's also awesome that there's a scholarship organization that can kind of be there for me to be like, hey, like we see you, like, you know, we understand what's going on and what you guys have to go through. So yeah, for sure. So what is one piece of advice that you'd give to any military kid out there who might be struggling or maybe in a hard situation? Um, yeah, no, definitely build off of the skills that you've gained being a military kid. Like there's a lot of things that you are capable of because of your experiences. Um, you're adaptable, you know, being able to adapt to new situations, even if it's hard, it's like you were put in that situation. So it's like you develop a certain way to think about things, um, which is very useful. Um, and also understanding that, you know, you're coming from some strong people. It's like in people that and like go into the military, they, um, come out as a different person and you know that can impact how your family operates because it's like okay like you're coming back home like you know how do we do the best we can for you and stuff like that and that can you know be stressful and stuff like that but you know I feel like as a military kid in those situations you develop ways of having a greater outlook on the world and having a bigger heart and being able to really be there for people. Cause it's like, I don't know, at least for me, understanding that like my family has been so full of love, focused on how I can bring that love to other people. Um, but yeah, I guess just like not viewing your struggles as weaknesses, but really viewing them as strengths. Yeah, that's super important. The military teaches you know, families and children and service members alike, these, um, you know, you have resiliency, you have um, adaptability, you have these traits and characteristics that are given to you and taught to you through the military. And it's important not to lose sight of those and to not lose hold of those and to always keep them, you know, they're important, just life lessons in general. Yeah, no, most definitely. Um, I think people, military kids have just so many things to bring to the table, you know, very, you know, unique backgrounds uh, that bring up very interesting discussions. So, you know, I think that it's a very valuable little community that, you know, I hope we can just continue to build and network with each other and um, have, you know, more dialogue like this for sure yes of course well thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your story and you know what you're doing it's so amazing and incredible to hear um how you the military has shaped your life yeah no and thank you like I think this is great that you know you're collecting these stories like I just think that they'll be very impactful to other people and everyone who watches them so you're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, but thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Grace of Military Child podcast. 
If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to follow, like, share, subscribe, review, and comment. You can also follow us at Grace of Military Child Podcast on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more podcast-related content. If you or someone you know is a military child who would like to be featured on the podcast, please send us a message to one of our social media platforms or send us an email to grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. For more information on No Greater Sacrifice, you can go to nogreatersacrifice.org or send an email to info at nogreatersacrifice.org. Thank you and join us back next week for another inspiring story.